the Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, me too. Lots of yawns. It is so tiring being this excited for Christmas, isn't it? It's tiring. I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you. When is Christmas? Yes. Christmas Eve is on Tuesday, and Christmas Day is on Wednesday. Christmas Eve on Tuesday, Christmas Day, the first day of Christmas on Wednesday, right? All right, what day is it today? Yeah. Sunday. Okay, so I had that right. Now, we just read the story about Jesus being born. I thought we were celebrating that on Christmas. Why did we do that? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to celebrate Jesus. Yeah, but this seems a little bit early. Why did we read this story early? Yeah. We're getting ready. Okay, I think we're on the right track. What else? Or, it, or two things. One, one, because they were waiting for the stable for a couple of days. And two, they were traveling a long, a long way. So It's a long journey. All right. I can go with that. I think, I think, I think that the story of Jesus being born, the story of God being with us, is so important that we should remember it and celebrate it for more than one day. In fact, I think it should be every day. On Christmas, we're going to celebrate Jesus being born, right? Jesus living with us. 
That's what we celebrate. But I think that Wednesday is a good day to do that because it's Christmas. But I also think that Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and Monday and Saturday and Sunday. I like this rhythm we got. This is so cool. Yeah. We're reading this story early because we need to remember it more than just Christmas. This is the thing that we wait for and the thing that we already have. This is the thing that we hope for and the thing that's already come true. God is with us. And God loves us. And God cares for us. And God never, ever leaves us. And that's our Christmas joy. And it's our everyday joy. So I think we read the story early to make sure that we know that this is more than just Christmas. This is every day. It's kind of like having an early Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. So, here's what I want you to do. It might be hard, but here's what I want you to do. On Monday, there might not be much celebrating going on. Or there might be. I want you to celebrate I want you to smile and I want you to remember God with us just as much on Monday as you do on Christmas Day. Can you think about that? Alright. This might be singing. This might be being nice to other people. And you might just be anticipating Christmas so much that you can't hold it in any longer. But try. Shall we say a prayer? Alright. Let's say a prayer. Gracious God, you're already here with us. And we love you so much. Thank you for being a God that stays with us, that loves us, and is always near. And thank you for being a God who will indeed come soon. Help us to celebrate this every day, and especially this coming Christmas day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. Something you're used to. Oh, the candles. I did that at the 8 o'clock service, too. Ah. Do I have a volunteer? Who has not helped me so far? I, you were last week. I remember you. Who has not helped me so far? Claire, have you helped yet? All right. Brady and Lily, have you helped yet? And Jack, have you helped yet? Never. Okay. So you four, you four are going to help me because there's four candles. We're going to light four, okay? I think I have my plan. We're going to have those four and we're going to help. All right? Here we go.
Let's say another prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, ruler of the universe. In your Son, Emmanuel, you have shown us your light and saved us from the power of sin. Bless us as we light the candles on this wreath. Increase our longing for your presence, that at the celebration of your Son's birth, his Spirit might dwell anew in our midst, for he is our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Over this Advent season, we have been waiting. We've been preparing our hearts and our minds for what God is doing in our midst. We've talked about the tension that we have between sometimes really exciting things that God's doing and sometimes the scary way that it's presented. We've talked about making the road by walking, an invitation to be a part of what God is doing in the world and to actively, actively participate in God's kingdom coming near. We've talked about the great and wonderful presence of God already in our midst, and yet the thing that we still hope for, we've tried. We've tried to participate. And our hearts and our minds are shaped by this. And so today I wanted to do a thing that we don't get to do very often, which is check in on how we have been changed by this season. So I've got three questions that I'd like to ask you this morning. And you can answer these out loud or you can answer them in your hearts. You can do whatever is most helpful to you. But we're going to see what happened over Advent. So I want you to recall all the way back to Thanksgiving Day. All the way back to Thanksgiving Day. And just a couple of days later, just a few days later, we started Advent, December 1. So there was probably still turkey in your fridge and maybe some gravy. Your house probably still... Maybe it was already decorated for Christmas long before then, but maybe it wasn't even decorated yet. Songs were just starting to come through on the radio, that kind of thing. Think back. Now between then and now, what is one thing that you have seen happening in the world that excites you about what God is doing? What's one thing you've seen happening in the world that excites you about what God is doing? You can answer in your hearts or out loud. Evangelism he's doing throughout the world. Yeah. Good news continues to be spread. Hmm. 
or even our neighbors. Yeah. Cool. What else excites you about what God is doing? Random acts of kindness. Acts of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you just a little bit more hope in the world, doesn't it? What excites you about what God is doing? Yeah. Yeah. You have a hope for what you, what you think should be done for our neighbors, and then you actually see it happen, and it's really exciting. What else? Hearing about answers to prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It gives life to my prayer life. Yeah. In the midst of the things that excite us, we can be re-energized, we can be renewed. It can be like seeing John the Baptist in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord. There were people throughout Judea who went and saw this. And we're changed by it. The things that excite us can change us. And yet, too, also, are the things that make us nervous. What are the things that you see God doing in the world that make you nervous? I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) What are the things that you see God doing in the world that make you nervous? Some of us feel like that, don't we? Yeah. What else? The world is becoming a smaller place. Yeah. And we are becoming more and more connected to people we've never seen before. Yeah. I used to take great comfort in how big the world was. What else? What do you see God's doing that makes you nervous? It's okay to answer these in your heart, too. What's happening politically? Yeah. I believe God to work through and among the people, and the people are currently terribly making me nervous. thinking about the future of the church and all I hear are about small numbers and declining numbers and all this kind of good stuff and then I read in scripture about all these wonderful things like Gideon and like the disciples and like the beginnings of things and they all start small and it makes me terribly excited for what might be in our future and also incredibly nervous because Those times are always upside-down times. Just like John the Baptist, in the excitement that we can see, we can hear that the axe is lying at the root of the tree and become very nervous for, for what God is about to do. And yet, there is indeed something that all of this is about. 
And it's this idea, this understanding that there is a Jesus, someone to save us from our sins, that there is Emmanuel God with us. And so I want to ask, where do you see God with us in this past month? Where do you see God with us in this past month? Everywhere. Even the smallest of things. Snowflake, if you want to say so. Yeah. Some, some of the snow this past week made me nervous. It was over there. <laughs> but, but it's also here. Yeah. What else? Where do you see God dwelling with us? And the smiling faces of the children in church. Yeah. Yeah. Children, I'm sorry if we're staring at you smiling, but like, yeah. <laughs> the cantata. Yeah. Tidings of comfort and joy sung in a different way. I see God in all of the little details that are really big details of what it means to get a whole congregation ready through Advent. I see God in the people who help make sure that we light candles, but I also see God in the people who decorate, in the people who sew these banners, in the people who create these moments, in the people who get the tree, in the people who prepare the communion, in the people who do all of the work because it's a busy time. But somehow... uh, A season is made through our hands and by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Somehow in the midst of that busyness, we're able to rest in the stillness and in the silence and come indeed to listen to the still small voice continuing to speak in our midst. I'm very, very grateful for those moments where I am able to listen too. and the things that are exciting, and the things that make us nervous, and in the places we see God, I want to lift these up so that you know that the tiresome and that the ever-changing meet. Advent, it can become tiresome. It can become the pattern that we do every year. It's just the way that we get to Christmas. It's like the road that takes you to the store. It's just there and you pass by it on your way to the thing you're trying to get done. But in these tiresome things, we hear stories of hope and we hear stories of promise and we understand that the exciting and the nervous and the God dwelling with us is important and also in the changing, in the lives and in the different people we are every time we arrive at Advent, Every time we arrive at these places, that's important too. And when the change inside of us meets the unchanging nature of Advent, we truly, I believe, find where God is dwelling. We'll repeat these stories again in three years, and we will be different, and we will need them again.
But for now, I want you to know that God, Emmanuel, is with us. I want you to know that in the excitement, God is doing something wonderful. In the nervousness, God is dwelling with us deeply. And in the everyday things, God is living and walking and moving among us. We are not waiting for this. It is happening. This has already happened, and it's happening. This will continue to happen, and it's happening now. As we enter the Christmas season, if there is excitement in your hearts, God be with you. As we enter the Christmas season, if there is nervousness or grief or tears in your hearts, God be with you. If it is just humdrum and normal, God be with you. And in all of it, may Emmanuel, God with us, continue to dwell. God be with you. Amen.